How is it going, Bears fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Bear Down Podcast, where we talk everything Bears every day of the week. Today, you guys are witnessing our pregame show. We are going to be giving you guys our predictions for Bears versus Lions and so much more. So welcome back to the channel. I would like to say uh, whatever platform you are on, do us a favor and subscribe. Uh, if you're on YouTube, we're so close to 2.5K subs. Uh, and also, if you are on YouTube, do us a favor. Let's try and hit 50 likes on this video. I'm your host, Chris Malpe, and today for the fourth video uh, slash podcast of the week, uh, the last one before game day, uh, I am joined with both of my co-hosts, Parsh Shaw and Jalen McClinton. How's it going, guys? Doing pretty good. Uh, I'm doing some homework right now. You know, try to go out on Saturday night with some friends tonight, so get the grind and record this before we go out, so let's do it. Um, I'm just ready to talk some Bears football. Uh, I was going to say a joke, but I'm, I'm just going to keep that to myself. But, yeah, that's how it is. It was going to be a Josh Bellamy joke for all you guys who are wondering. But, uh, yeah, you know, this is our last podcast before uh, week one gets underway. This is the last talking we have. And, and we're basically – how our pregame show works is we're going to be basically running through all the topics we ran through this week. Uh, we'll be talking again about the Detroit Lions because we obviously have their final injury report now. Uh, we'll be talking about some key factors now that may actually be affected by those injuries on, on both the Bears and the Lions. Uh, and then finally, uh, we'll be answering a couple more questions uh, that you guys had and submitted yesterday. And then finally, uh, we will be giving our predictions for this game. So let's start off uh, by taking a look at the Bears' this injury report. Uh, linebacker Robert Quinn did not practice at all this week. Uh, it looked worse and worse for him once once it came back on Thursday that he uh, did not participate again. He's uh, doubtful with an ankle injury. Doesn't look like we'll see him. Uh, Khalil Mack was limited every day this week. He's questionable with a knee injury. But uh, on the other hand, Chuck Pagano did say that Mack is going to play, and Mack, believes, uh, Mack said in an interview he believes that he'll be able to play as well. David Montgomery, questionable with that groin strain. Uh, he practiced full the last two days. I'm not too worried. Uh, by the way, the Bears did list uh, seven players as questionable, but all of them practiced full the last two days, so it doesn't really worry me too much. Uh, the other players are Cordell Patterson, Jason Spriggs, Javon Wims, Jermaine Effetti, and Buster Screen. So you would figure these are some pretty important players heading into a Week 1 matchup, but you know, uh, just, just knowing that they practiced the last two days uh, and have a day to rest... Uh, makes me pretty hopeful. Parth, do you think all these guys that are listed as questionable will be able to get out of the field, uh, get out onto the field on Sunday? Um, I'm hoping. I would love to see Montgomery back in action, and we absolutely need Khalil Mack out there. I mean, he is the best player on this team, uh, regardless of offense or defense. He's a game changer whenever he's out there, so we do need him. Without him, I'd be a little worried, but. Uh, we're probably going to suit up without Robert Quinn. Uh, you, I, I know you didn't mention him, but he I did. was doubtful. <laughs> I did mention him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So he was doubtful for practice. So, I mean, I don't think Robert Quinn will be suiting up, but we'll have, hopefully we have Mac. You know, I think Cordero Patterson was also questionable. So was Jermaine DeFetti. So hopefully all these guys suit up. I think they should because they practiced full the last two days. But I don't, I don't think we're going to see Robert Quinn on the field. So we're going to be left with Barcavius Mingo and Travis Gibson, the new rookie out of yeah. Tulsa, to step it up at that outside linebacker position across Mac. Yeah, uh, Barcavius Mingo uh, looks like he's going to get the start. Uh, 
Jalen, how much does Robert Quinn not being out there worry you? I mean, obviously we think we'll see Kalomak out there on Sunday, and obviously uh, Akeem Hicks mm-hmm. is back, but but how much does uh, Robert Quinn missing this first week uh, worry you? Um, it doesn't worry me that much because if, if he was seriously injured, I'm pretty sure we would have put him on iron for the first couple of weeks. So um, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if he, he come back next week against the Giants. But uh, just with having Akeem Hicks back is going to help us so much. He's going to you know probably take on double teams and he's going to have most of that. Not I wouldn't say most of that attention, but in the interior side, he's going to you know call, like like cause damage and stuff like that. So whether it's Mingo or Travis Gibson, um, I'm pretty sure that they're going to have a lot of one a lot of one on one opportunities to get to, to Max Stafford on Sunday. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, you know, Akeem Hicks being out there uh, definitely helps for the Bears. Now, uh, before we talk more about the Lions, let's uh, let's get into their uh, injury report from this week, which isn't promising at all either. Uh, they've got three players that are listed as out for Sunday's game. Safety, C.J. Moore, tight end, Hunter Bryant, and starting right tackle, I can't even pronounce this, Halapulavati Vatai. I don't, I don't know. He is the starting right tackle, though. Uh, which figures to be a good sign for the Bears because that's who's supposed to line up across from Khalil Mack. So if Mack is playing, he will be lined up across a backup right tackle. Uh, Heading a little bit further down, uh, the Lions have one player listed as doubtful. Why is this important? Because it's their wide receiver one, Kenny Galladay, uh, with a hamstring injury. Uh, He did not practice either of the last two days. We probably will not see him on Sunday, which definitely helps the Bears' secondary. Uh, Parth mentioned it earlier this week in three key factors. Uh, Kenny Galladay is someone who has had a ton of success against the Bears' secondary recently. And then finally, uh, the Lions have six questionable players, all of which have been limited in practice uh, all week. Uh, So unlike the Bears players that are questionable, these guys only uh, practiced a little bit uh, throughout the week. Uh, Danny Amendola, Deshaun Hand, Jeff Okuda, the cornerback, third overall pick in the 2020 draft. Uh, starting defensive end Julian Aquara, Daryl Roberts, and DeAndre Swift, uh, the running back who they also selected. So Lions aren't looking the greatest ever, uh, but you know, uh, with how much uh, of a lack of an offseason there was this, this year, uh, it doesn't surprise me at all on either side. Uh, no, uh, no OTAs, no mini camp, no preseason. So, I want to ask you, Parth. It doesn't look like the Lions are going to be playing with Kenny Galladay or uh, their starting right tackle. Uh, we're kind of swinging back here now, finally, to meet the opponents. But what do you think uh, about the Lions without these two players? Because obviously, that opens up uh, such an advantage for Khalil Mack if he can play, and we're expecting him to. Uh, and also makes things easier in the secondary for rookie cornerback Jalen Johnson, who, sure, he might have been lined up a- across Marvin Jones, but now it looks like he's going to be lined up across a, a hobbled Dami Amendola or Lord knows, ho- Lord knows who's next. So how much do these injuries affect the Detroit Lions? Uh, losing Kenny Galladay hurts a lot, in my opinion. Uh, I think uh, that is that is their best player on offense besides Matthew Stafford. I, uh, Kenny Galladay's had some really great success against the Bears in the past couple games, despite who the quarterback was. So with Matthew Stafford back in the lineup for them against the Bears and not having Kenny Galladay hurt Stafford, uh, I think he'll still be able to do well with TJ Hawkinson and guys like uh, Danny Amendola and uh, Marvin Jones Jr. So not having Kenny Galladay, I think, is a positive impact for a guy like Jalen Johnson and Kyle Fuller, who won't have their work cut out as much. 
you know, if you're a rookie corner, you do not want to face Kenny Galladay in your first game. So hopefully that's a confidence booster for Jalen Johnson. He won't have to worry about Galladay burning him like Amukamara was getting burnt last week, last time we played Detroit. So that's good. And then for Cleo Mack, you know, he's, he's, he's hobbled up a little bit right now. So to go up against a rookie, rookie offensive sure. lineman will definitely help him out. Yeah, no, uh, he's not going up against a rookie offensive lineman. That'll be Akeem Hicks, who's facing Jonah Jackson, okay. uh, the starting guard. But, yeah, uh, Khalil Mack will be playing against a backup, uh, backup. which which isn't the, isn't the greatest situation of all time for the Lions if he can play. Exactly. and he's hobbled up too, so it'll definitely help him take advantage. Yeah, uh, I mean, just taking a look at Kenny Galladay, I, I mean, we know his recent success against the Bears last year with David Blau at quarterback. He had four receptions for 158 yards, and I think we all remember that uh, that 75-yard touchdown pass uh, to open the game. So, uh, yeah, this hurts the Lions a lot. I, I can't even lie. Uh, and then in regards to a pass rushing uh, status, uh, you, you know, uh, the Lions need a right tackle. Uh, regardless of Robert Quinn not playing, uh, I, I think a backup uh, starting at right tackle definitely helps the Bears, uh, not only because Khalil Mack is, is hobbled there a little bit, but, uh, yeah, yeah, Khalil Mack a little bit hobbled with that knee, but, it, it you know, you're still got to put focus on him. Uh, and, and it hurts, you know, people might say the Bears' pass rush is going to be a little bit weaker because there's no Robert Quinn, but Max going up against a backup and Akeem Hicks is full healthy uh, is, is fully healthy, so I'm not quite too worried about that. Uh, I will be a little bit more if Matt can't get out on the field, but I would expect him to be able to play Sunday. So, Jalen, I'm going to pass it to you. How much uh, do, do, do these injuries affect the Lions with uh, without their without their starting right tackle as well as their star wide receiver Kenny Galladay? Parnas basically hit it on the head. You know, this is going to be a, a great thing for Jalen Johnson, who he won't have to face Marvin Jones Jr. or Kenny Galladay. Um, I don't know if you know, Kyle's going to shadow Marvin Jones, but if he does, then Jalen Johnson's gonna, gonna, going to have to go up against a backup or you know, pretty much a backup because Damian, Damian Dola is a slot and you know, he'll probably be given cut by Buster's crying. So for that one, um, that's definitely a great thing for us, um, especially Jalen Johnson's first game uh, without any preseason. Um, and all the targets that he was probably going to get um, – you know, that's that's definitely going to be a good thing for him. And for the right tackle situation, even though Khalil's kind of injured, um, any any right any right tackle in the NFL can't, can't guard Khalil, but definitely not a backup who who doesn't get that much play time in the first place. So those, those two things are definitely going to be a, key for, a key, key for success for us to win this game on Sunday. A hundred thousand percent. I couldn't agree with you more. Let's head into the three key factors uh, segment of our pregame show. So normally for this, by the way, uh, for you guys tuning in, normally we would have a Bears guest on uh, for this type of episode, the pregame show. And normally how it would play out is we would ask the guest what uh, matchup, positional matchup they think is most important in the game. Obviously, we don't have a guest here today. A lot of people were busy uh, with the season kicking off, and I, I understand. So we're going to go back around the circle one more time and each mention which positional matchup we think is most important uh, in this game. So I'll go first. I think it's going to be, uh, I think, a really important matchup when you look at this game now after the injury report comes out. Uh, and there's a lot that you can mention, but I'm going to go uh, with the Bears' uh, front seven getting pressure against a Detroit D-line that's a little bit hobbled, or a Detroit offensive line that's a little bit hobbled. Obviously, uh, we've been speaking about it. Detroit's right tackle is out. 
Uh, and regardless, or, or, uh, regardless or not, uh, if Khalil Mack plays, uh, we're going to need Barcavius Mingo to step up uh, in absence of Robert Quinn. Uh, Akeem Hicks is going to have to do his thing. Bilal Nichols, starting at uh, nose tackle for the first time in his career, is going to have to do his thing. There's a lot of Bears players in this front seven that are going to need to step up if the Bears want to get to Matthew Stafford, and they're going to need to they're going to need to uh, develop some sacks if they want to win this game. You know, uh, I, I'm hoping Mac will play. I think that will open things up a ton. Uh, I do think Khalil Mac plays. Uh, you can come back here and call me wrong uh, in a couple of days if he doesn't on Sunday. But looking at it now, uh, Chuck Pagano said he's going to play. Uh, he said himself that he thinks he's going to play. So I'm pretty confident that he'll be in there and you know, he's got to take advantage of that matchup. Uh, I, I hope he's not too hobbled where it limits him, but if, if, if he uh, takes advantage of his matchup, it opens up things for Akeem Hicks, and it even opens up things for Barcavius Mingo, someone who's not essentially known for getting sacks, who has only 10 sacks in his career, but someone who might be able to thrive in one-on-ones. Uh, he's a grizzled veteran, so we'll see what he's able to do. Uh, definitely a good depth piece depth piece for when Robert Quinn is in. But, uh, yeah, you know, if the Bears defensive line uh, succeeds in this game, they're going to be able to get to the quarterback. They're going to be able to get the ball back to the Bears' offense, uh, back in the hands of hopefully David Montgomery and Mitchell Trubisky. And uh, I think things go swell if the Bears can force some pressure against the Lions. So, Parth, I'm going to pass it to you. You can do the same one if you want, but what matchup do you think is most important in this game uh, positionally? I'm going to go with our wide receivers versus their secondary. Um, their secondary is not the best, in my opinion. You know, I think we mentioned in our last couple of videos that a lot of their secondary is uh, giving up passer ratings over 100, and we know that Trubisky's had some success against this secondary. So for us to keep it up, I think our wide receivers need to help him out. It's his first. It's basically a, their first game in a long time. Uh, they had no preseason, so it's just been a bunch of reps against our own defense. So if our wide receivers can keep create that separation for Trubisky, make things a little easier for him. Uh, he's got he's got a he's got a tough task ahead of him. You know he's got to he's not only got to keep playing well, he's got to keep his job. So for him to have a successful day, the wide receivers need to help him out a little bit. We've seen times where our wide receivers have slacked off. So against this Detroit secondary, hopefully they can create some separation and then Trubisky can hit the dots. Uh, that's really the only thing that Trubisky needs. Uh, if, if our guys can create that, uh, I think it'll be a great thing for the offense. Yeah, I mean, just taking a look at that uh, passer rating allowed by the Detroit secondary, Duran Harmon with uh, 39.7, which is quite impressive, but he did only yeah. have uh, 13 targets registered last year for the New England Patriots. But other than that, Desmond Trufant, uh, 100.7, but he'll still be solid. He, he's got some experience in this league. And then two younger guys in Tracy Walker and Justin Coleman, all above 103. Tracy Walker himself at 117.2 in 2019. So the Bears receivers are definitely going to have to take advantage, uh, especially since they are healthy. Hopefully Cordero Patterson can get out there uh, and be able to play. So Jalen, passing it back to you, which positional matchup do you think is really important in this game? So I was going to go with the Mitch one, but, you know, just to switch it up a little bit, I'm going to go with TJ Hawkinson, Hawkinson versus the safeties and linebackers. Due to Kenny Galladay probably being out this game, a lot of his uh, targets were, are probably going to, you know, be split between TJ Hawkinson and Marvin Jones Jr. And um, in his first game ever uh, in the NFL, TJ Hawkinson had six receptions, 131 yards, and one touchdown. Um, you know, and most of those yards, you know, were – most of those yards were, you know, 
part of uh, his only 367 yards last season in his, in his NFL season. So um, if he can, due to Kenny Galladay being out and most of our targets, like I said, probably going to him or Marvin Jones Jr., if he can have a big game, that's that's not going to be great for us because that will probably open up their run game and stuff like that. Um, so I want to see how Eddie Jackson, Tashawn Gibson, Roquan Smith, and Danny Trevathan match up with him. Yeah, should be very interesting to see how those Bears linebackers uh, and safeties even contain Hawkinson. Uh, definitely a prospect. Uh, out of the University of Iowa, someone who I liked coming into the league. Uh, we'll see what he's able to uh, accomplish against the Bears, and hopefully we can slow him down. We are going to head into the Fan Mail Friday section of our pregame show. We're going to be answering probably two or three more questions uh, before heading into our predictions and closing this one off. So we, uh, in yesterday's episode, we chose questions uh, primarily from Instagram. This time we're going to head over to our YouTube community tab. So uh, the first question is from Ebon Clobberdans, and he asked, how aggressive will Nagy be on fourth down with Eddie Pinheiro on IR? Uh, you know, I, I think he could be decently aggressive. Uh, Eddie Pinheiro is someone who is quite important on this team. The Bears are bringing in Cairo Santos. Um, and I don't know how how confident I feel him, uh, how confident I feel in him. Uh, looking at the Bears last year, uh, their fourth down conversion percentage wasn't anything great. It wasn't anything terrible. Uh, I believe they completed 42 percent. Uh, of, of the attempts that they went for on fourth down. Uh, I think if we're on Detroit's side of the field, Nagy would be more inclined to be able to go for it on fourth down. Uh, I think we'll throw Cairo out there uh, in opportunities where it's a pretty easy field goal, but, you know, it's never really an easy field goal for Chicago Bears kickers. So, uh, I, you know, and then again, Cairo uh, was perfect in practice in training camp when, when the media was allowed to see him. So I don't know how confident I am in him, but I'm pretty confident if it's a fourth and short on hopefully this year Nagy drawing up the right play and being able to convert because uh, a problem with this team last year was choosing field goals or zero points over touchdowns. And if the Bears can get into the red zone, uh, they got to score this year. So uh, to answer your question, uh, I think Nagy will be decently, uh, decently conservative and aggressive. Uh, with going for it on fourth down, but uh, I'm not sure how much we'll see it in week one. Uh, Parth, what do you think? Do you think uh, the Bears will be going for it on fourth down with Pinheiro on IR, do you think they'll send out Cairo Santos? I think we'll send out Cairo Santos. It's week one. You can't you can't be as aggressive week one. You got to take it slow. And I, you know, Cairo Santos was a really great kicker in Kansas City. He has bounced around a little bit in the recent history. But if he can get back to kicking his Kansas City ways, uh, he, he he could take over Eddie's job. In my opinion, he was a great kicker there. I think an eighty nine percent or ninety percent type of kicker over there. And uh, Adam Hogue even reported saying that if Cairo kicked like that last year at the kicking competition he would have won the job that's how well he was kicking so that's something to keep an eye out for i think i mentioned in the last one too that like he could surprisingly take eddie's job in the nfl anyone can take your job if you're not going to be able to play and uh, this could be one of those situations in my opinion yeah jalen what do you think uh do you think the bears will be going for it on fourth down or uh you think they'll be sending out santos um, I'm gonna go with Parson. I don't into week one. Um, all, some of these offenses are gonna be sloppy. You know, yesterday yeah. we saw the Texans, uh, the te- not the Texans, but um, the Kansas City go off. But that's Kansas City. Their offense is, is elite, and especially compared to ours, our offense is barely above, not even average, is below average. So if I'm that, that Matt Nagy, I'm going to tell Cairo, Cairo or whatever his name is, and hopefully, hopefully he can make field goals. 
Um, I wouldn't be aggressive, in, especially in the first game. when We were barely scoring points last year. Yeah, uh, I mean, you look at Eddie Pinheiro, uh creeping towards 80% uh, field goals last year. Uh, wasn't too bad, honestly. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know how aggressive you can be. Uh, he, he had an 82.1% field goal percentage last year, 93% on extra points. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. I think it just depends on the situation. If it's fourth and two from, you know, the Detroit 30, uh, maybe you could see the Bears going for it rather than sending out Santos for like a 45, 50-yard field goal. It, it all just really depends. And uh, let's head into the next question. This one's from Lang Smash. Uh, do you guys think Nagy will allow Trubisky to utilize his legs in this game? Absolutely, 100,000%. I think we'll see Mitchell Trubisky running the ball more in this game. Uh, we've preached all offseason that if he starts, he's going to need to get back to his ways of running the ball just like he did in 2018. And Nagy's got to play towards, I mean, as much as Nagy wants to continue to advance the playbook, he can do that, but he also has to cater towards uh, Mitch's strengths. Uh, you look at Trubisky. Uh, in 2018, and, and he was such a better rusher uh, than he was last year. Uh, 68 carries for 421 yards and three touchdowns, uh, averaged 6.2 yards per carry. And then in 2019, he carries the ball 20 last times and has less than half of uh, less than half of his uh, rushing yards. Only two touchdowns with 193 yards. So yes, I think the Bears do let Mitch uh, use his legs. Uh, one prime. Uh, example of that last year is when we played the Cowboys. We could see Mitch being more comfortable doing what he wanted to. You have to let Trubisky run outside the pocket and throw the ball. Uh, I think the Bears will let him do that. Parth, what do you think? You think we'll see more of Mitch running in this game and throughout the 2020 season? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, last year, Trubisky had that shoulder injury, which led him to running the ball a lot less. He was scared to do it at points. You could tell he wasn't 100%. This year, he's coming in 100%. Uh, if, he, if he can stay healthy, he will be running the ball a lot more. I think Matt Nagy has realized that, that if Trubisky wants to succeed, if this offense wants to succeed, he needs Trubisky to be running the ball. Uh, that's what gets him in his groove. It makes him more comfortable in the pocket and just makes him a better player in general. I mean, we saw in 2018 him getting a bunch of rushing yards and helping the team win some games that way. So uh, I can expect a couple of quarterback draws, quarterback you know, reads. Uh, I think there will be a lot of those this year, and I think we can see a couple week one. I mean, we talk about how important the RPO is in Matt Nagy's offense, and one thing that was great about Nick Foles is that he's probably a little bit better on picking up reads than Trubisky, but if Trubisky wants to run the ball this year, uh, not only is he going to have to pick up on reads quicker, but he's going to have to be able to read defensive ends, cornerbacks on the outside of the field, uh, and not just the stuff going on in the box from time to time. So, Jalen, what do you think? You'll see. You think we'll see more of Mitch running the ball here in 2020? Yeah, like Parks said, if we want to see Trubisky comfortable in the pocket, he has to be out of the pocket. Um, that's just a, you know that's just the type of quarterback he is. Mitchell Trubisky is not a pocket passer, and Matt Nagy tried to make him out last season. Obviously, it didn't work out for us. So, if we want to get 2018 Mitchell back, you know, hopefully he's a he's better with his decision making and not just throwing you know dumb passes up in there to people that double covered. We're, we're obviously going to get a better Mitchell Trubisky in my in my opinion. So, if he can get out of pocket, get out of the pocket, use his legs to you know get better plays or you know extend the plays, and um, that's that's good for us. All right, we've got one more question from the YouTube community tab before we finally make our prediction for Bears versus Lions. Uh, this one comes from JQNFLRS00. 
Uh, he asked about eight hours ago, uh, actually after we recorded our Family Friday video, but it's a great question. Do you guys think David Montgomery will be unleashed or will be limited this weekend? Uh, look, David Montgomery participated the last two days in practice. I expect him to be a full go for this game. Uh, I think he's going to be unleashed, and I think he'll be one of the better players in this game. Uh, we saw that he cut six pounds this offseason. He looks speedier. He can still break tackles. He can make quicker cuts. Uh, I think we are going to see the Bears, and we saw a, a perfect example last night of uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and the Kansas City Chiefs running a ton of outside zone five, six men, when five, six men are in the box. Um, I think we're going to see the Bears do that a lot this year with Montgomery. Uh, I, I think he's going to be unleashed this game. Uh, you know, uh, the severity of his injury didn't seem to be as bad as we all thought it was going to be uh, two, three weeks ago. I'm glad he's back. I, could I see him being limited? Yes. But do I think the Bears unleash him? Yes, because in a game where things may be sloppy because there's no preseason, uh, you, you can trust the run, and I think the Bears are going to do exactly what the Chiefs did and trust the run in this game. So I, I, I think David Montgomery will be unleashed. Uh, we didn't see a big game last night, just taking a look at the Thursday night football game. Uh, we didn't see any incredible uh, performance from Mahomes or Watson. Uh, so I think uh, rushing is going to be important. I mean, we even saw David Johnson have a touchdown for the Texans. He's someone who's looking to prove a lot of people wrong. Uh, and we saw him get a ton of carries last night and be productive. So it, the season started off as one that was uh, productive in the run game, and I think the Bears will continue that with Cohen and Montgomery. But I, I think if Montgomery is healthy, you have to unleash him in this game. Part, do you think uh, David Montgomery will be a full goal here? I, I do not. Uh, I, I feel like the Bears are usually a conservative team with their players, and Matt Nagy has been in the past, especially since it's just week one. I, I mean, yes, it's important to win this game, but I think we can win this game even if David Montgomery wasn't playing. Uh, I, I Like I predicted yesterday, I do believe uh, Terry Cohen has a big year this year, and I think he's going to have a big game tomorrow. Uh, and it starts off at week one versus Detroit. I think he can get a couple carries outside as long as he doesn't go straight to the sidelines last year we saw him trying to make some plays but going straight to the sidelines it never worked out as long as he stays in the middle of the weird middle of the field and works his game i think cohen will have a bigger game especially because montgomery's still dealing with that groin injury and you don't want that to linger back later on in the season when the bears need montgomery to be bruising the ball when it gets super cold here at soldier field yeah, uh, Tariq Cohen, I mean, definitely another important player who's going to need to step up here in 2020 if he wants to earn an extension in Chicago. Uh, we all remember him last year having a little bit of a down year with 64 carries for 213 yards. Uh, it would be nice to even see him get like a quarter of that in the Week 1 matchup and get uh, started off on the right foot. I could see the Bears also limiting Montgomery uh, based on their past decisions. It wouldn't shock me at all. I just hope he plays so he can show the world that he quickly got through this injury and is not only back but also better. So, Jalen, what do you think? Does David Montgomery get unleashed here, or do you think the Bears hold back a little bit? With Matt Nagy, I never know. Uh, last year, he liked to he he got away from the run game a lot due to it, you know, us, he, us being stopped in that backfield. And if this he, he you know he said in press conferences that that's what hurt his offense last year, and this year he's going to try to do different. But actions speak louder than words. And if we go into you know Ford Field and he did what he doing last season, I I highly expect that we you know we don't give the ball to David Montgomery like we needed to. But um, if if he does run the ball and he sticks to running the ball, definitely I could see David have, having a big game. Hopefully our offensive line can create um, gaps for him to run through. Yeah, uh, you surely would hope that uh, the offensive line improves. I mean, Montgomery can't really be unleashed if he's averaging two, three yards a carry. So 
finally it is time. It's what the entire week uh, holds up for, uh, or at least you guys here, uh, what you guys wait for uh, at the end of the week in regards to all the content we put out. We are going to be making our week one predictions for Bears versus Lions. Uh, also, do us a, uh, do us a favor, Parth and Jalen. Do me a favor. Um, pick an early candidate for MVP of the game. Uh, let's give a little bit of an explanation as to what we think is going to go down and uh, give your MVP of the game. Parth, let's start with you. I'm going to go with a 27-21 Chicago victory. Uh, I think the Bears have had great success against the Lions the last two years, and I think we keep it up. Uh, Matt Nagy is going to dial up the pass game, dial up the run game, and the offense is going to get it going. I think 27 points would be a great number to start off and prove everyone that the Bears' offense is here to stay for 2020. You know, it struggled in 2019, but let's, I think it's time to put the league on notice. Uh, so I think the Bears are going to start off a little slow like you, like they usually do. Um, and uh, we could see a nice little late, right before halftime, you know, score a touchdown and come back out of halftime, score another touchdown to, and then put the put the foot on the gas. You know, I think Allen Robinson and Tariq Cohen um, lead the team in receiving yards and Trubisky has a great day with three touchdowns total whether that's rushing or passing and I think Trubisky wins MVP uh, he's had great success great success against Detroit uh, and I think he keeps it up all right uh, I'm gonna go uh, personally with uh, 24 to 17 Bears uh, you know I think there's one player on this Bears it's defense uh, outside of Khalil Mack, who has a ton to prove in 2020, and that is Eddie Jackson. Uh, we saw him back at strong safety in 2019. He wasn't the same. He was still a productive player, but we all knew, Bears fans knew he wasn't the same player, the same ball hawk that he was in 2018. 2020, he moves back over to the free safety position across from to Sean Gibson. I think he's going to have a good day, and he's going to tell the league, hey, I'm still one of the best safeties in the league. Uh, we saw him get in the end zone on Thanksgiving two years ago. Maybe we see it again on Sunday. Uh, I'm not too sure. Uh, I think the Bears' offense holds up. I think the offensive line still, honestly, is a little bit disappointing. Uh, maybe get the run game going a little bit. Uh, but I think the defense dominates, uh, especially if all these players that are important on defense can play, uh, guys like Buster Screen, Khalil Mack, and such. Uh, so I think the defense does a good job uh, taking advantage of no right tackle for the Detroit Lions. Uh, the secondary has a good day with no Kenny Galladay there because it's definitely uh, a lot easier to contain that Lions receiving core um, without Galladay. So I think actually I, I'm going to give the MVP to Eddie Jackson. I, I, I just think he makes a big play back at free safety. We all saw what he was able to do at that position a few years ago. Uh, something just tells me he makes a big play. So I'm going to go 24 to 17 Bears uh, with a, an interception from Eddie Jackson to give him the MVP moving back to free safety. Jalen, what's your prediction for this game? Um, You know, my MVP is obviously going to be Mitchell Trubisky. Um, and then for the, for the score prediction, I want, I want to say we score, you know, 30 points, but I highly doubt I highly doubt that's happening. So I'm going to go with 24-14 here too. Um, I I expect Mitchell Trubisky to have a big game, you know, to silence the doubters. She's still going to have doubters after this game because people are going to say, you know, it's just the Lions. But even though everyone's here, picking the Lions, wins. even though everyone's picking the Lions, I, don't even get me uh, started. Everyone's going to pick the Lions, <laughs> and then when we beat them, they were going to say, no, it was just the Lions. Oh, Sorry, I had to interrupt. Exactly. Continue, yeah. continue. 
I, I totally agree with you there. Um, and people are going to say, oh, Kenny Holiday's hurt. But anyway, he's still going to have haters after this game because they're going to say it's just the Lions, the Lions did what the Lions did and, and lost to Mitchell Trubisky. But um, he's going to come in here, come into this game. Like I said, prove the doubters wrong before. Um, prove the doubters wrong again and uh, show that he can be our quarterback. That's about it. I see I see him getting a touch, getting two touch, th- throwing two touchdowns, excuse me, to Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller, and then David Montgomery getting another one. Wow, so I guess we're all predicting a, uh, a little bit of a, a, a slimmer game for the tight ends. Personally speaking, I could see one of those tight ends come out of Graham scoring a touchdown. But thank you guys so much for tuning into our Bear Down pregame show. Uh, if you want more content from us, you can head over to our website, beardown.com. We're posting a ton of articles there every week, uh, getting a ton of extra uh, game week content up for you. So if you want more to read about the game, do us a favor, head over to our website. <clears throat> if you want to find us on social media, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at beardown. We post, uh, we post a ton of sneak peeks of interviews on there as well as a bunch of other content, and it's a great way to interact with us. And finally, you can find the links to all of our Instagram Bears fan pages down in the description. Those are some great follows as well. Parshaw, Jalen McClinton, the time to talk is officially over. We know who the quarterback is. We've gone through all of our Lions content. Uh, This week has really flown, honestly, for me. Uh, It's kind of crazy that starting in one or two days, we're already going to be starting. Uh, game planning for the New York Giants uh, regardless of how this game goes but any last words before the kickoff oh man I'm, I'm nervous uh, you know I always get a little nervous when the Bears are playing it's just a thing that will never go away for me so uh, gotta just calm down the nerves and hopefully have a great game tomorrow because I do not like losing and especially the first first game it's just the worst uh, the last two years we have been losing against the Packers so it's just been Super frustrating and like losing against Detroit would definitely kill the mood, uh, kill the vibe. I live in a dorm, so I have a bunch of friends here who are a bunch of Lions fans. You know, we put in some money into this game, so do not want to lose some money and do not want to be humiliated in front of them. So hopefully the Bears can do the job. Yeah, um, just watching the Texans and the Chiefs play yesterday got me excited that football is finally back. And I was excited to watch two teams that I, you know, I really don't care about. So watching my Bears is going to have me, um, you know, extremely excited. Hopefully we leave forfeit with a W. And um, Mitch, Mitch was about that bread. Uh, you know, I couldn't leave the podcast <laughs> without saying that. I feel like that's going to start becoming a ritual for you, guys, for you, man. Uh, it probably definitely is. Well, I've got two words for you guys uh, as we sign off here. Uh, the two words are just win that's all the bears got to do tomorrow start off the season one and oh uh that's really all they got to do so you guys are watching this on saturday i would like to say after the game probably a couple hours after i'd say around uh 3 p.m central ish uh we'll be posting our post game show all of our reactions uh to the game uh those will be going up tomorrow so be sure to look out for that after the game win or lose uh we'll have a lot to talk about i'm sure it's been a pleasure to be your host and just about wrapping up our week one coverage, once again, my name is Chris Malpe. Bears fans, as always, do us a favor. Be positive, I have to say that, because, you know, uh, a lot of Bears fans are negative. So regardless of, of the outcome of this game, do your best to be positive and stay safe. And as always, bear down. We'll see you in the next one. Post game show coming Sunday night. Peace.